Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for keeping your hand upon me. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me out of my sins. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a brand new life. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy of my praise, God. You're worthy of my praise, God. Oh, Lord, you're worthy of the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Like Pastor said, we shouldn't be spectators. We're not here for our neighbor. Or we're not here for this person or that person, but we're here for God. We're here for God. Your neighbor isn't the one that can cure your knees. Or your neighbor isn't the one that can cure that disease that you may have in your body. Your neighbor isn't the one that can fix that family situation. But only Jesus Christ can fix that situation. So why don't you give him some praise? Why don't you lift your hands? Why don't you give him the praise that he deserves? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. He's too good. We don't deserve his goodness, but thank God that he gives it to us anyways. Amen. Amen. It's, it's always, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to take this lightly being able to, to speak to you. You all are, are precious in the sight of God. Amen. Regardless of what you may, may think of yourself. And it's always an honor. I'd like to give honor to Pastor. Let's give Pastor Sister Kathy a, a hand clap. Amen. I'd like to give honor to my beautiful wife, Jessica Cooper. God definitely gives you what you don't deserve. Amen. That is living proof right there. Amen. Um, but if we could turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter, we're going to turn to a few verses here. It's so good to see everybody here today. Matthew chapter 6, and we'll read uh, verse 10. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10. It says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Then if we can turn our Bibles to Colossians chapter uh, 3, verse 23. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. And it says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Amen. If we bow our heads and pray. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you have done. And we pray, Lord, that you will be done in this house today. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise for you are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. So I, I don't know about you, but lately I've been telling myself that I, I want to go deeper in God than I've ever been before. Amen. I want to know the word of God more than, than, than I've ever known. I want to study the word of God more than I've ever studied before in my entire life. Because I want more of God. 
I want, I want to know God more. You know, there's so much to God that, that we, we have no idea about. But I want to commit more of my life to knowing Jesus Christ. I don't want to commit my life to getting things on this earth or, or, or getting promotions at my job or, or whatever it may be. I don't want the distractions of life to hinder my relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to know him. Regardless of what people may say around me, regardless of, of how foolish people may, may think that is, I, I want to know Jesus more than, than ever before. There's a Bible character in the Bible. His name is Noah. And Noah, you know, at, at, during Noah's time, it was just, it was wicked. The earth was just wicked. And, and so God repented that he made man and he was going to wipe the man, you know, he's going to start over basically, hit the reset button. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And, and so just to make a, a long story short, God told Noah to build an ark. He was going to destroy the earth with with the water, you know, a big flood was going to come. He told Noah to, to build an ark. And, and Noah built this ark. Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 7, it says, By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not, as, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became, the, and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. So it, it, you know, rain was, wasn't something that was common back in the day, but Noah built this ark, right? And this ark was pretty big. It took him a really long time to, to build this ark. And the Bible doesn't ex explicitly say that people questioned him or people laughed at him or people mocked him. But sometimes you can, you can just, what's, what's the word? Right, Infer inferred. It's, some things are just inferred. You don't really have to, you know, just like, you know, the Bible doesn't always say that people slept, right? But they did because they're people, right? So some things are just inferred. And so if you can just imagine with me uh, here, and if, if I'm wrong, please correct me. But I would imagine Noah building this big boat, right, building this big ark, really hasn't never rained, and, and there's people over here starting to notice, right? They're starting to notice what he's doing, and maybe they're saying, Noah, what are you doing over there? Are you, have you lost your mind? Come on, Noah, get, get, get with the picture. I mean, why are you building this boat? Are you bored or something? Do you, is this like a hobby that you've, that you've picked up? But the words of people, or what people thought didn't stop Noah from building this ark. Amen? Because Noah believed the word of God, right? He believed the word of God, and so he did what God told him because he believed the word of God, and he didn't let people stop him from building that ark. But unfortunately, sometimes we allow people to stop us from doing the will of God. How many people have, have come to this church and they started being involved in the things of God? They started being involved in serving in the local church or, you know, they started moving closer to God, but, but the devil used somebody to pick them off. 
The devil used somebody to, to say something to them, and now they no longer are even coming to church. The devil, you know, the, the, the devil, he'll, he'll try to use certain people, you know, and if, if it wasn't people that were in the church, maybe it's somebody that was in their own family. Maybe it was grandma. How, you know, we love our grandmas, right? And a lot of times, you know, grandmas, they, they let, me, let me be quiet. <laughs> it's more than just us here. <laughs> the World Wide Web. But the devil will use people to pick them off. You know, maybe somebody who's coming to church and, you know, they got, they got saved, they got, they got filled with the Holy Ghost and were baptized and they're serving in the local church. And then maybe, said, maybe somebody made a comment about their hair. And now they're no longer here. Or they got saved, you know, they got baptized, they're, they're doing all this stuff. And somebody says something about their kids. Or somebody says something about something that relates to them. And they're no longer here. You know the key to fighting against that? Because guess what? It's going to happen. It's happened to some of you in here, but you're still here. Amen? You're still fighting. You're still going strong. Right? You're not giving up. You know how you fight that? Whatever you do, you do it unto the Lord, not unto people. I'm not here because of you. I love you. I care. You know, I'm so glad that you're here, but I'm here. I'm doing what I'm doing because of God, because of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. That's why if somebody says something about me that's negative, it's fine because I'm doing what I'm doing because of Jesus Christ. Come on. The devil's biggest weapon, the devil's biggest weapon, and we've talked about this numerous times, had numerous groups about it, but his biggest weapon is offense. Offense. Not from people out in the world. You expect them to say something, right? But people that are sitting right next to you. If you haven't been here that long, let me tell you something. Something might happen that that somebody, somebody may say something here in this church that's going to get under your skin. And the devil's going to try to use it to take you out of the church. Man, imagine the people that would be in this house today if what they were doing was unto God and not unto men. This building would be full. This building would be, be full to capacity. But as Colossians 3.23 says, it says, whatever you do, whatever you do, do it as unto God. As unto the Lord. I don't want to misquote that. And not unto men. Whatever you do. When you're out there in the parking lot, you're not doing it for men. You're not doing it so, for, so you can be seen. You're not doing it so somebody can give you a high five and say a nice smile and thank you for greeting me. You're doing it for the Lord. You're doing that for the Lord. When you're, when you're standing by the door out there, being a part of the fit team, and you're shaking hands, and, and you're, you're smiling, showing your pearly whites, and you're, and you're making people feel greeted, you're not doing it so you can get praise, so you can get glory. You're doing it as unto the Lord. <laughs> if we're up here singing and playing, we're not doing it so we can sound cool, so people can look at us. We should be doing it as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. 
Because if we're not doing it as unto the Lord, if I'm over there playing and I'm not doing it as unto the Lord, if, if maybe Maddox, who's, who's musically inclined, he came up to me, he said, man, you played all kinds of wrong notes. That's going to offend me. Right? It's going to offend me. Because I'm not doing it as unto the Lord. And I did play wrong notes. And I'm <laughs> Every week. And if I'm not doing unto the Lord, that would have offended me. (laughs) But whatever you do, you have to do it unto the Lord. Like we read in Matthew chapter 6, verses 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. If his kingdom is coming, we have to do his will. We want his kingdom to come, we have to do his will and not us. And the way that we do that, we do everything we do, we do it unto the Lord. I'm telling you something. If you follow this book, if you follow what's in this book, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. You're unstoppable. If you follow what's in this book, if you stay strong, if if this book is your foundation, nothing is going to knock you off your path to heaven. And unfortunately, too many times we try to do our own thing because we're so worried about what people think. We think we know what people think. Pastor said something a few weeks ago, and I wish I remembered what it was. But it was good. (laughs) But it has something to do with what people are thinking. And a lot of times we think we know what people think, but we have no clue. We have no clue. There's been times that I'm over here and I'm worshiping, I'm feeling self-conscious because I'm worried about what people think. I'm I'm thinking, everybody's looking, why are they looking at me for? You know, I'm sitting here worrying on what people think. And so because I think that y'all are looking at me, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to be dignified with my praise, right? (laughs) I'm trying to, you know, (laughs) you know, don't don't get too crazy because I don't want people, because people are looking at me and and they may think that I'm I'm crazy or, or cuckoo or something. I don't have to do that to think that, so for you to think that I'm cuckoo. I got some amens in that house. <laughs> but I want to get to the point, and I've, I've made it a point that regardless of, of what I may think that you're thinking, which is probably wrong because I'm not a mind reader, right? But I want to get to the point to where regardless of what you're thinking, I want to do what God deserves. I want to give my praise to God. I want to give to him what he deserves. Because he's been so good to me. He's been too good to my family. He's given us health. He's given us life. I'm in my right mind. I can breathe. I can move. I can walk. And so I give praise to God for that. Amen. I'm still living. He didn't let me die of my sins. When I mess up, he didn't pull the plug in my life. 
But he loves me so much that he's going to let me try again. He's going to let me get up off the ground, get up out of my sins, and he's going to give me another chance to serve him, to worship him. He's going to give me another chance to be righteous. The Bible says a righteous man follows seven times and gets back up again. Thank you, Lord, for letting me get back up again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Like we sang today, well, we didn't sing it today, but we know it. The Lord is coming back soon. He's coming back soon for his church. Whether we believe it or not, he's coming back soon. We don't know what soon means. There's people out there that are trying to figure it out. There's people out there that have gotten it wrong. Everybody that has tried to figure it out has gotten it wrong. The Bible says no man knows the day nor the hour that he's coming back. And I don't know about you, but I want to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. I want to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. You know how you do that? You do the will of God. You do the will of God. And everything that you do, you can't do it for other people. You have to do it as unto the Lord. As much as we love people, some people, some people that we can't stand being around. Mm-hmm. Some people we can't stand being around. They, when they walk in the room, we cringe. Or when they walk in the room, we walk out the room. <laughs> but as much as you love people, people are not consistent. They may be having a bad day, and they may say something to you that's out of the norm, but it's not because of you, but it's because of what they're going through, and we take it as, oh, man, that's directed directly toward me, and now there's a rift there, and we don't want to talk about it to that person, and we keep it hidden. That's why our focus needs to be on Jesus Christ. If we turn to Revelations chapter 21, Revelation chapter 21, we'll start at verse 1. It says, and I saw, this is John speaking, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and, first, and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of the heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and I be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Who's ready for that? And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall, be, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Who's ready for that? And he sat, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. It doesn't say he that is perfect. He that has never committed a sin. 
It doesn't say he that has never done wrong, but he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars. It didn't say, it didn't just say just big liars. All liars. That's from the the little white lies to the very big lies and everything in between. All liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gate twelve angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. This is a city that you want to be in one day. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth foursquare, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, and 140 and four cubits, according to the measure of a man that is of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper. And the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony. I looked it up yesterday, forgot how to say. The fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysoporus, the eleventh, a Jacinth, the twelfth, an Amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it, it, and the gates of it shall shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no more, there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. How many of you want your name written in the Lamb's book of life so you can be in that city one day? In that glorious heavenly city, you don't have to worry about paying bills. 
You don't have to worry about where is my next check going to come from. You don't have to worry about light going out. You don't have to worry about paying your electricity. You don't have to worry about crime. You don't have to worry about any of that because it's a heavenly city. It's a glorious city. Where we'll praise the one true God forever and ever and ever. So we might as well get our practice down here. When we come into this house, we might as well lift our hands. We might as well shout. We might as well jump. We might as well give God the praise that he deserves. Come on, somebody. You need to get off your high horse. You need to start praising God. Give him the praise that he deserves. (laughs) Is that all you got? Come on, somebody. Give God the praise. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Practice here. For there. It's a good title. I couldn't think of a title. That's why I didn't get saved one. Thank you. But practice here for there. Let's not wait till we get there. But let's do it here. Amen. Let our praise be unto God and unto not unto men. But if only we can, if only God can, can really open our eyes, if, if only we had a, a, a true revelation of God and who he is, there, it would be no issue. There would be no issues coming and praising God and, and praying and, and, and fasting and, and, and reading your word, reading the Bible each and every day. There would be no issues doing that stuff. So ready or not, the Lord is coming back. The way to get there is to do his will. Follow what this Bible says, regardless of what people say. And if we can look at Revelations chapter 3, verse 15. Revelations chapter 3, verse 15. It says, I know thy works, thou art, that thou art neither hot, cold, nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth because thou sayest I am rich. This is what we're saying. I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest, that, knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of the that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. What is this saying? Because of what we have in the physical because we have money in our bank accounts because we wear nice clothes because we, we are well off. We are saying I have money. I'm rich, 
I have things. I, I have need of nothing. But God, who sees perfectly, says you are miserable, wretched, you're poor, and you're naked. Because we're so worried about the, the physical that we forget that there's a spiritual us, too. And that's the one that's going to last forever. This world, what we see, is one day going to pass away. It's one day going to pass away. So if we want to be rich, we have to, to, to have the things of God. We have to read the word. We have to, to know the word. We have to, we have to get the things of God. And the Lord is trying to show us this stuff. But we don't want to take it. We're so hard-headed. Hard-headed. Some of you call your kids that. Hey, look in the mirror. I'm just telling you what God told me to say. Don't be looking at me. Hard-headed. My mom used to call me that all the time. You are hard-headed. Because you couldn't get through to me. And the Lord is trying to get through to us. Our prayer today that our prayer today is that God anoint my eyes so that I can see. Anoint my eyes so that I can see myself the way you see me. It doesn't matter what I have in this physical realm. It doesn't matter what I have or what I don't have. What matters is I can, that, that I see myself the way that you see me. The way that you see me. Help me see my family the way that you see my family. If you saw them, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't care what people think, but you wouldn't do what you what you knew you had to do in order to get them to where they needed to be. We have a lot of good people in this house today. A lot of good people. But regardless of your status here on earth, that, that's not going to matter. That's not going to matter to God. What matters is what did you do for him? Did you do my will? I know... I know Sally and Sue were, were talking about you behind your back because you were, you know, ladies, you wear skirts all the time or, or you, you know, you're, you're devoting your time to God and, and you don't drink and you don't cuss. I know they're talking about you behind your back. But God loves you. God loves you. God, I know, I know at work you're not, you know, telling dirty jokes and, and you're not, you know, you're not in the in crowd and, and you may feel like you're, you're, you're uh, on the outside looking in because of your lifestyle. But God loves you. And God takes notes. God is smiling on you because you're not trying to please people. But you're more worried about pleasing God. You're more focused on pleasing God. So God, open my eyes. Open my eyes that I can see myself, that I can see my family, and that I can see people the way that you see them. The way that you see them. In Jesus' name, if everybody would stay. You know, I'd rather be on the outside looking in now 
when it comes to people out in the world than being on the outside looking in when the Lord comes back for his church. Thinking back to all the times where I denied God, where I, I you know, didn't, didn't live for God because people were around that were unsaved. And, and I wanted to be cool. I wanted to fit into the crowd. I don't want to be thinking back. I don't want to have that regret. I don't want to wait until it's too late. And you shouldn't either. It shouldn't matter what people think about you. You should, like Pastor has spoken uh, time and time again, accountability. You should have accountability. You should be accountable to somebody that's where you want to be. But you shouldn't let people stop you from living for God, for doing the things of God. Because we don't know what they're thinking. We don't know. We're not prophets. We can't read. We're not gods. We can't read people's minds. pray that your prayer today will be, God, open my eyes so I can see. Open my eyes. Help me to lose my pride. Help me to lose whatever is holding me back. Because I want to be with you one day. And I want to bring others with me. I want to bring others with me. If you bow your heads, only you know, you know your, your true state. Am I holding back because of people? Am I not doing your will, Lord, because of people? Jesus, help me to see. Help me to see myself the way that you see me, Lord. Help me to see my family the way that you see me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. These altars are open right now. And Lord, I pray that you will touch every mind, Lord, every person in this house who wants more of you, who wants, who wants to see like you see, Lord, who wants miracle eyes, Lord, and, and a miracle mind, Lord, and a miracle, miracle emotions, Lord. I pray that you will touch their eyes, Lord. Anoint their eyes with that eye salve, Lord. Help us to see ourselves the way that you see us, Lord. Kalamoshiki alamosaya. Give us the strength, Lord. To do your will, regardless of who's around, regardless of what people say. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Somebody pray unto God right now. I know there's people around you, but they don't matter right now. In the name of Jesus, help me to see the way that you see, Lord. Hallelujah.